Well, hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Hustle Sisters podcast. Hi, Lou. Hi, guys. So today we've got a really, really interesting episode for you. We're going to be delving into love languages and specifically Dr. Gary Chapman's um, exploration of the theory in his 1992 book, The Five Love Languages, How to Express Heartfelt Commitment to Your Mate. We're going to give you a rundown of what the five love languages supposedly are, the controversies of the theory, the usefulness of the theory, and also maybe some little celebrity sconces in there. So to get started, the first one we're going to delve into is words of affirmation. Now, if this is your love language or one of your love languages, you will know that praise compliments, appreciation, verbal encouragement, sending each other little things on social media, like you look so beautiful today, like little quotes and stuff is super, super important to you. And it's super important that you yourself receive them. Now, Luella, Mm. where would you say you sit on this first love language? So for words of affirmation, I mean, I think a part of me, like I was reading all of these love language and I think sometimes when you get so into it, you can kind of relate to all of them. But then I just need to take a step back and I'm like, okay, I don't really need this on a day-to-day, so I'm not going to classify it as one. For me, like I don't need like the, like maybe like a nice, like I like a nice text message in the morning. Hey, have a good day, rah, rah, rah. But I don't need you to be Mm. sending me quotes and love notes all day. Um, okay, I really yeah. need that. I do like a compliment here and there, but I don't think I see love as through words of affirmation. Like, I don't think that's how I receive love and it's not how I really give love. But I can okay. understand why this would be a crucial love language for some. Do we think, so all these love languages are used to, are there as a theory, but yeah. also a lot of people turn to them when their relationships aren't working so well and aren't doing so well and so would we say that if you are more so insecure in your relationship that words of affirmation affirmation sorry and constant compliments like if you put a dress on or you get ready to go for the day if you don't get them it's because you're quite an insecure person or an insecure person in your relationship yeah I think sometimes two very different things two very different things I guess Mm. it is hard because, yeah, I think if you were struggling in relationship, the one way to improve your communication and your, how you're expressing love is obviously to talk about your love language. So I think Mm -hmm. maybe if you were like, if I, I think was a bit insecure in my relationship and I didn't really know where I stood, I probably would gravitate more to words of affirmation because it's a very clear, tell me how you're feeling, repeat it to me and let me know. Whereas the other ones are more, you're doing it, but it does like it doesn't necessarily like you could do it to a friend, like you could spend quality time with a friend. Like it's more showing that you're really. Oh my God. So interesting. Mm. So, so interesting in that because in my relationships, mm-hmm. I don't need or don't want, not that I don't need them. Yeah. When I get them, I freak out and I almost seem rude. Right. When I get them, like I just won't respond or I'll just change the topic mm-hmm. But in my friendships, I feel like the number one way for like me to like boost up my friends is words of affirmation. Like the love I have in my friendships rather than my relationship 
is definitely more words of affirmation. So yeah. it's a love language in a certain type of relationship. Yeah. For in my intimate types of relationship, I completely don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. And I actually, I actually feel like when it happens yeah I think that that is the thing with words of affirmation is like you kind you do give someone a compliment because you feel it but it's also a way to give that person a confidence boost whether it's a confidence boost in the relationship or it's a confidence boost about what they're going out on that night it is more show like actually physically saying what you mean and how you love them whereas some of the other ones I think they're kind of like unspoken the love is unspoken it's just the fact that you're doing it shows that you care whereas this one's very you're physically saying it Mm. yeah so I guess it's part of the discourse in your yeah relationship it's something that yeah and would you would then if this was your love language do you then take offense when you do you expend extra time on your makeup or your hair and you don't get an affirmation do you is it then like okay well I'm going to be in a shitty mood with you for the rest of the day like how extreme is it yeah is it in the relationship that'd be interesting we needed to get someone on that that is their love language language. yeah I just Yeah. yeah that one's a bit of a tricky one but I think in some relationships that might work but I'm not mm. coming from a relationship where I've ever expected that, nor have I given that. So I can't okay. properly say, but to me, it's nice, but I don't need it to show me love. There you go. Interesting. So the next one is quality time. So this is really, I think this one's quite important. This one's basically when you spend time with mm-hmm. your partner, it is your undivided attention you are not on your phone, you're not busy, you're completely in the moment, making eye contact, offering advice, listening to them, affirming what they're saying, just spending time. So I think this is really crucial if like people like to get away for the weekend and spend it with their partner, like very much when they're together, it's just them. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Anna? Quality time is definitely one for me. Yeah. So I do like it, but I also am so torn on this one because if I don't have my own time, then I don't function yeah. in a relationship. So it's split down the middle for this one, but I completely agree. Like the things like going on, like simple tasks for me is like not just going to dinner with one another or not just going to like dinner with your friends on a Saturday night, going getting drinks. I think like just the simple, like you've had a really nice cozy morning in bed, you say okay let's get up and just like quickly walk down the road get a coffee together you stand and getting a coffee just kind of looking Mm. at each other you have a quick like talk about like what's going on yeah walk back home and then definitely you know like once every six months like a gorgeous little weekend getaway where it's just the two of you I think is like really nice yeah I, I am torn on this as well I think maybe when you go on dates and you actually have set time for each other then the quality time's needed but I think in a day-to-day relationship if they go on their phone whilst we're in the middle of doing something it doesn't really bother me like if I don't no. have their undivided yeah. attention the whole time it doesn't offend me because I do the same no. like I need some own my own time even if I'm hanging out with you during the day like I'll still do my own thing for a little bit so mm. I am a bit torn on this whether I do see this as like one of my love languages or whether I see this just as a characteristic I like to have in my relationship when I'm on a date with someone or spending that like very that time that I set apart for them because I don't think Mm. I need this day in day out 
I'm being really cutthroat with my love languages here, but I do see the important in this. I think this would be really important for people. I think especially if you work a lot, mm. this would probably be a much more important. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I think because me and my boyfriend, the night times when we see each other, like we're not work, we're not on our like working, like we're not like crazy mm. like on our phone doing that sort of stuff. It's more just like doing your own downtime thing. So I can see why this would be really essential in some people's relationships. And actually, because quality time means like actually listening yeah. to what each other have to say and offer, actually offering advice that you've thought about and not just say, babe, yeah, don't yeah. worry about it, don't worry yeah. about her. Like she's, oh. see like if you, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like switches the comment. Like yeah. I think, and that was one of the points. That's why I'm just referring to that yeah. because that was one of the points that Gary Chapman made and, Quite interesting, that one. But moving on to a big one. And I feel like I have to say, I feel like a lot of relationships need this Mm -hmm. because it's the essence of a reason why we get into a sexual relationship. Yeah. Is physical touch. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not just going to go cuddle like my best friend, like while I'm waiting, standing in line waiting for my coffee, but I'll cuddle my intimate partner. Would I? I don't know. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. So physical touch is the third and it is holding hands, kissing, hugging, being physical close to your partner. Like it's affection. Like it's mm. like it more so like less sex, but more so like, yeah, that like just being close to them in yeah, like an affectionate yeah. way but in saying that it's important the people yeah. that whose love language is physical touch they see sex as something that makes you and your partner feel closer together yeah. so if you haven't had like sex in a week they're gonna be like oh my god we're not close we're drifting yada yada so yeah. as much as it's not they do see it as yeah feeling closer to one another I suppose I think yeah look physical touch like I'm also This one, I'm a bit like, I believe that sex and having a physical connection with someone is a very important part of a relationship, but I'm also at the same point. I don't want to be on in a situation where I'm just getting PDA after PDA after PDA. Like when I'm with friends, like I don't need you to come over and like make out with me to show me that you love me. So I am, but I like the idea. It's more important. Yeah, it's a when you're together yeah, on your own. It's more yeah. like I'll like a cuddle, but I also don't want to be over cuddled and over like a like if someone did that to me, I think I'd be like, ugh, okay. But um yeah, I think some people are very much more like that they need that the hug and the kiss when they're around and they need you to show them physically that you love them. Whereas I don't really need that PDA. Mm. I feel like one of the good points was that it that the when physical touch is reciprocated and given, yep. it improves one another's confidence within the yes. relationship. Yeah, because they're like physically, physically reassuring you that they yep. they want you. Yeah. Because I think like especially like some people I know on a night out, like it, it is a nice feeling when obviously your boyfriend comes mm. up to you on a night out and they like affirm mm. that like you are mm. like that you guys are together like that is a nice feeling but I think some people can be a bit overboard with the physical Ooh, touch yeah. the hugs yeah. like there's a line mm. um I would say I value some of the other love languages more so than physical touch but I see wow. it's that whole idea that like it's not sex it's more hugs and like Mm. that sort of stuff I think I show my love in a different way 
then like then like going up to them and giving them a hug I show my like I know what I know what yours is 100% yeah so I think that I just I do see it like it's being close to your partner and it's also that like but it's just not the number one thing for me yeah. But I get yeah. but I think because I don't have it as my love language, I don't then connect it to sex as much as some other people do that have it as their love language. Like I've kind of detached the two. Yeah, okay. If that makes yeah. sense. No, God. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think think the next one is you. And I think the next one is me. Yeah, I think absolutely. the next one is both of us. And I think, okay, so it's access service. And basically it's just doing like the nice little things for each other. Like making a dinner, cleaning a house, like making a cup of tea, like something little that will make their Mm. day easier or just make them smile or make, just make them feel at ease. So like, yeah. What, what's your opinion on acts of service? I think it's like, so like acts of service is also really about being aware and present in a relationship because if you're aware and present you know that your partner is stressed or busy or feeling a little emotionally disconnected and you do an act of service to um like change that so like if you know if you notice okay well you'll be like okay well I'll just quickly like go and do like a few loads of washing because that's the last thing like he'll want to do when he'll get home or something like that it's actually tuning in turning you off for a second tuning into them and what they're feeling and what they must be going through yes. and doing an act of service that could just make that a little bit easier yeah just so super you important them- and that shows that you're listening yeah. communicating yeah. that you love it shows a lot yeah yeah and it also like I like receiving this because like if I'm mm. really stressed or I'm in a situation where I've got to do something for uni I got to finish this I got to finish this and my partner would just be like oh let me help I'll just go sort dinner out or mm. let me just go, um, I'll give I'll give you five minutes. Like it's just little things that they think about that might make you a bit easier. Like I'll go make you a really nice tea or let me go get you a coffee or yeah. do you need anything? Like even offering, do you need anything? Yeah. It's just a nice thing to feel because you genuinely do feel that they care for you in like an emotional way yeah. more so than a physical way. Physical way. And this kind of person is a very strong person and a very um, tuned in person because they can take, put themselves in somebody else's shoes, which a lot of people can't do a lot of the time and put that person into perspective and then go. So I don't know. I think active service, I think like if for some reason, like you're in a relationship and that wasn't a part of it, I would find that extremely difficult. I think that's Mm -hmm. a big thing for me, more so than like the PDA or anything of that. Mm. If Mm. you offer, like if I'm having a bad day and you just offer the slightest thing to make it better, that would mean so much more to me than you just constantly trying to like give me affection. And it goes both ways. I feel Mm. like, yeah, both ways, definitely. Um, I feel like hopefully it's a love language of the two of you that are in the relationship. Yeah exactly I couldn't agree more so the last love language is receiving gifts now a lot of people could see this as shallow but it's not about necessarily the gift itself yeah about what the gift represents yeah and definitely what in what's involved in giving the gift so people 
with this style of love language, recognize the value of the gift giving process itself, the careful reflection, the deliberation on choosing the right gift to represent the relationship at hand or what they want to say and choosing something that they can see and what they want the emotional benefits of the person receiving the gift to be. So a lot of people just go, oh, well, if receiving gifts is your love language and you're just shallow, but it's not about that. Like Mm. actually then reading Chapman a little bit more, going into depth was saying, you know, it's definitely about the gift giving you know, process and the it's a visual symbol of love yeah. and it shows that they take the time to think and it's something thoughtful and they're not necessarily large or meaningful, but they're just emotionally tuned in. Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of people think that it's just like those people that just spoil with random gifts. Like there's no real need for it to spend money, like that sort of stuff. When it's more, yeah, these people actually take a, so much like, their process of planning the perfect like gift just to show how much like it could be the smallest thing it could be something handmade it could just be something that they really think shows the relationship it's not just like your average gift they've walked into David Jones and they picked the first thing it's like mm. they really value that process and they want to give you something that shows their love in the whole of the relationship mm. I it's- feel like the people were a little divided though in yeah. this love language thing okay yeah receiving gifts is great as a love language for all those reasons but yeah. what if you um obviously have the style of receiving gifts or giving gifts as your love language only in a time where you use it because you've screwed up or you've done something wrong is it then um, wrong yeah. to use the love language then but so many people say no, no. Of course, if they've you know messed up, then yeah. they can show me by you know the whole receiving gifts love language thing. But then is that just using it? Like, shouldn't it just be embedded in your relationship and not only ever being done when there's an issue? Mm-hmm. That's where I find it hard. Because is it like is it just a cover up? Like one of my yeah. friends and I used to say, I'd be like, oh, he got you another designer bag. Well done. Yeah. What did he do this time? You know. So it's kind of a bit like, oh, who knows I think, if it's yeah. actually a love language or just a modern day fix to yeah. messing up. There's a line I like I think like some people take advantage of people whose love language this is. Yes. I'm not saying everyone does, but I said think it some so well. people can mm. take advantage of it and more so mm-hmm. do it to get out of a sticky situation rather than that they've spent hours and days thinking about the perfect thing to show your relationship more so they've just gone into any store and just picked out something that they think you'd like. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, then I also think with sometimes physical touch, maybe they're just in it for the physical sexual nature I think with a lot of these things I did kind of weigh up the pros and cons like I guess you could say like with so many of them like words of affirmation oh you're a bit self-centered why do you want someone to constantly compliment you and stuff so I think it's I love this we're breaking it down yeah Yeah. I think people have so many different opinions on them and I think with all of these there is that kind of like negative side, like with quality time, like, oh, are you saying then you don't need any alone time? Like, that's not a good relationship. Like you need to have your own space to like, do you like, you can't have undivided attention the whole time. So I think okay, with all but, of yeah. stuff, there's kind mm. of that divide. I think with the love languages, some people are really like, oh, your love language is that. When like, it doesn't need to be like that because everyone sees it differently. Mm. 
So I think, yeah. So what does understanding your partner's love language Mm -hmm. do? do for your relationship Luke so we did I actually also asked my family what they so my mum and dad I was like what do you think no we're getting all generations in here all generations (laughs) what does it actually do so they said that it can deepen the attraction and the connection so both it can deepen the physical attraction but then also the emotional attraction and connection and mm-hmm. that it also establishes a relationship where each person knows what their needs are. So you don't need to feel like you've been let down, that you have actually okay. communicated to your partner what you need. And then that's their responsibility to like help you, like kind of do what you need and you do what they need. It's all about compromise. That was the main thing. It is all about compromising what the other person needs because it's very unlikely that you're going to have the same love language. Like, okay. Yeah. So I, I think. It oh, was- that's yeah, mm. yeah. Because that's super important. Because there, there's so many criticisms on this theory, and it yeah. says some some of the criticisms about the love language theory is that we're supposed to adapt ourselves to our partner's love language, not demand that they use ours, yeah. because then it promotes this codependency, and it. Pro- prevents partners from developing autonomy and authenticity of a relationship of their own so you know do we do we just match on love language or do we actually freak out when their love language isn't aligned with yours or how how is it useful how do you navigate that yeah and I think a lot of people say that like you know it's extremely useful on one hand to improve a relationship when it's struggling on how one another communicates and express themselves but it also like you said like your parents said allows you to develop a deeper emotional and physical connection with your partner leading to you know hopefully longer and stronger fulfilling relationships yeah I think it's important to know I personally don't think that you shouldn't wait like when you first meet someone I don't think I ever discussed love languages until I was very deep into a relationship I think that people shouldn't jump like be like oh your love language is that I'm not going to talk to you like Mm, because mm. well me and my boyfriend we don't have the same love languages but I think it's also like what is Barnaby's love language Barnaby really likes hugs and affection and that sort of stuff Mm. as I said would be physical touch whereas mine's more acts of service and Mm -hmm. I would say that you need to acknowledge that that your love language isn't the same as that person and you almost need to give them yeah. the leeway to kind of work out how to navigate that situation like it's not fair yeah. to get angry first of all and be like you need to compromise how you show love because I need that it's more yeah adapt kind of both adapt mm. and it's you both do little things for that other person but you also still show love like you can't expect someone to change how they show love so you just need to kind of both have that understanding that although that is your way of showing love, there will be times when these little other things need to come in and you both need to navigate it together. Because I think yeah, massively, if you completely change your way of receiving love and your way of giving love, that would create a massive codependency issue and it probably would create a more resentful relationship than a beneficial relationship where you both kind of are giving and taking. Mm. Um, so I think people need to be careful with that. Very careful. Very careful. It's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Because also it's like, oh my God, like what, what the hell five, everyone has a love language, the five love languages. It's kind of like, they're all kind of already embedded in relationships. Yeah. Yeah. 
They're all like essential um, characteristics of what partners should do for each other. Yeah, each other. essentially, yeah. <laughs> but like making it a whole theory and analysing the human species. But, you know, we're on board. We like to see it. Speaking of human species other than ourselves, let's talk about the love languages that some of the celebrities have um, spoken oh, out about. Yes. So Miley Cyrus actually went on, what's the name of that girl that does the Call Her Daddy podcast? Oh, um, Alex something Alex or other. Taylor. Is it Alex? No. Alex. Oh, hang on. Quick interlude. Cooper. Alex Cooper. Is it Cooper? Wait. Alex, Alex Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Alex Cooper. Um, so Miley Cyrus, I think Alex it was Cooper. that podcast. I think it was that podcast. Yeah. I could be completely wrong. But see, she basically went on and she said she likes to receive acts of service and quality time, but she more so loves to give acts of service. So she kind of gave the example that if her partner said to mm. her, I have a really unorganized wardrobe. I wish I could just like organize it, but I don't have the time. She would then go and organize that wardrobe so that when her partner got home, everything was done. Um, and I thought okay, that was yeah. quite inter- it's quite interesting to learn what other people's love languages are and what they give more mm. weight to in a relationship. But yeah, mm. no, I do agree with the acts of service, service thing. I think that is a big point or thing in a relationship that some, some sort of it, whether it's a little thing they do every so often or it's a big part of your relationship, I think that is needed in a relationship at some stage or another. There you go. Who else did you find? So Ariana Grande actually, she she hasn't spoken on the topic, but she did release a song called Love Language in her positions album, I think it was. And she basically proclaimed like with her husband, well, now husband, that like words of affirmation, like he was there for her, he was saying this, but then it kind of also went into a bit of like a sexual thing. So like maybe that was interpreting physical touch. But I think you also need to remember like, a lot of these could apply. Like you don't just need one love language. You could weigh you all of these things. It's important to understand them all. Yeah. It's so important, important to, understand to understand them all and mm. see how, if you did incorporate that into your relationship, how that could be a beneficial thing instead of looking at them and being like, oh, well, like, why do you need that? Like, why would you need that from me? Or I think there shouldn't be any kind of criticism on other people's love languages. God, no, no, because at the end of the day, every relationship is different yeah. and every relationship is not what it seems yeah. on social media, on the outside. Even yeah. if you think you're someone's best friend, you know exactly the ins and outs of their personal and intimate yeah. relationships. Sometimes you just don't. So it's super important to go into a relationship open-minded mm. and accepting these things and also Love the word that's come out of this po- podcast, which I'm going to use more and more. It's so important is navigate it together. Navigate it together. Navigate it together. But what I want to know is when on the episode 13 post, everyone, I want you to comment down below your love languages yeah. and why you think some are better than others. Yeah, I think that there is a bit of a debate on all these. I just like, I think people need to remember, especially like obviously like very fresh relationships you're not like relationships don't start being like very healthy and fulfilling. Like you've got to work on relationships. Like it's never going to be born or an immediate, like healthy. I'm never going to fight. We're both going to give and receive the love that we want. I think it's so important that word navigate. You need to navigate through communication, understanding what the other needs. Obviously there's going to be issues with compromise. Obviously you're going to get into fights, but you need to remember that that is just building a stronger and more fulfilling connection rather than 
saying that, oh, well, you're not giving me my love language. You guys just need to talk about it openly and honestly and navigate mm. it together. Navigate it, love and the word. Trick. Navigate. We'll be navigating our way navigate. through the week this week, Luella. <laughs> I'm going to navigate my way upstairs to a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm going to navigate my way to an ice matcha latte tomorrow morning. <laughs> See the difference in us, everyone? Wine matcha. <laughs> wine matcha. I've actually been amazing through lockdown. I haven't had that much alcohol. But I think it's oh, also, I, neither have I. It's a massive <laughs> downside though, because the first night out, oh, it's, gonna honey. Be a, it's gonna be a cheat night for me and it's also gonna be a rough <gasps> night for me. I have a reservation on Freedom Day, on Freedom <gasps> Night. You booked in. You're locked. Exciting. Where are you I'm going? going to an actual restaurant. An oh. actual restaurant. Oh, I love that. I'm so excited. Like it feels board. weird. Like it feels weird because I didn't book it and like I didn't even have it in my mind. Um, but the person I'm going with was like, we're going here on Monday booked. And I, I was like, it. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my mm. God. Oh, my mm. God. So oh, it's going to be it's going to be, be crazy. Sad. I will be a week later once my vaccination is. <laughs> I'll live vicariously through you at the restaurant. The restaurant, I know. That's I so know. exciting. Oh my God, and you can put makeup, outfit, oh. Makeup, outfit, ready to go. So it's very, it's a very exciting thing. Freedom Day is upon us. Yes. I feel like a lot of our podcasts have been um, situated around the lockdown that's going yeah. on in well, Sydney, we've been New in South Wales at the moment. Yeah. Longer than the episodes we had recorded prior to going into lockdown. Prior. We've done more episodes in lockdown. In lockdown. So I feel like our content's about to change, which is super exciting. Yeah, we have a to- new Hustle Sister space, which yep. is going oh, to yeah. be up and running exciting. by next week. So yep. we have a new Hustle Sister space where it's Time to going get to some be guests on videos, guests. Guests. Um it's it's working out well it's working out well we're just so excited to bring you um no lockdown no content lockdown. oh in a safe environment in, in a, a safe, safe way environment. Oh, COVID safe guys jab, we were always saying this during lockdown so let us know if you mm. actually like this idea we were gonna do like a margarita or like a bar hop like igtv and like hop to different bars or pubs in like the paddington eastern suburbs area but let us know if that's something you do. We just thought that it would be a little bit fun, a little bit cheeky, a little bit of a fun time. Cheeky. cheeky, cheeky situation. The other thing is we've got a little hustle sister date set up between Luella and myself where we're going to go and take you along with us on a date and we're doing our little hustle sister treat for a milestone of yeah. almost a year and getting through lockdown. So we're yeah. definitely taking you along. That's happening at the end of the month. Exciting. So That's we're definitely happening. taking you along on that journey as well. And our podcast will be to follow that one. As yeah. Well. And it'll be weird to transition back to doing the podcast in person. Like person. I that seems yeah. so foreign to me, but then it will actually be able to have a guest. They will be able to record them properly. So you guys can also see us whilst we're making them. It's just exciting. I wonder if we look different. <laughs> I wonder if you guys think we'll have looked different. I hope not. I What's mean, changed? I need a haircut. I need my eyebrows done. No, haircut. Luella people, she's going blonde for hot girl summer. She's I just, blonde you know, and bangs. I really want to go. Oh, my God. I actually saw, I'll have to find the photo. I saw an inspiration photo and I was like, 
Mm, it was like a light brown, dirty blonde kind of vibe. And she had like yeah, that, that, that kind of blonde. Yeah. But um, but then I'm like, oh, Luella, you've worked so hard to get your hair into such a good state. You're only young. You're not even 21. Yeah. That's true. Oh, sorry, That's people. True. Hit you. <laughs> Are you going to get any highlights? Anna has virgin hair. And we've always, I've always said to her, oh, I'm going to get a few tricky highlights. Are you going to do anything? Are you thinking about it? Or are you going to keep the virgin hair? I think considering my recent hair loss, yep. I'm a little hesitant to then go and put like harsh yep. chemicals on my hair. So I really want to research. And again, this is where we need the Hustle Sister communities help yep. like natural like hair coloring or hair color like chemical free hair coloring because yep. I just am terrified that it's a massive insecurity of mine that like if I yeah. did put some highlights through my hair or whatever that you know I could damage it, my yeah. hair even more and I've been working really hard to get my hair back so and you've invested a, a lot before, of money ask me some serious a lot products of that Guys. Is thousands of dollars is thousands of it? dollars into getting it back and the thing is yeah. yes it it's does so make your it. hair thinner. It does make your hair thinner when mm. you dye it. Um, yeah. But I think also I was just a dumb teenager and I wanted to go blonde in one day. And I also wanted them to thin my hair because whenever I wanted that, I okay, I was younger okay. and I used to, all, I had the thickest, I had the nicest, thickest virgin hair. And I used to always go to my hairdresser and be like, I want it thinned. I want it thinned. I'm sick of this fat plait that I With wear. With the big like thinning scissors when they take yeah. the chunks out. Because like I used to do my plait and it used to just be like a fat plait snake looking <laughs> You wanted thing. like the nice skinny little pretty I ones. wanted yeah. the fat to skinny plait. That's what I craved <laughs> in my life. And I got it. But now I've got, got a it. mixture of layers. I've got a mixture of thin hair. Like my plait is not on it. It's not Can as I just say. I've known Lou for what? What are we going on? Four years now? I can't even remember what it is. Oh my God, that's so long. Ah. So long. long. And I. Oh, here we go. I don't know what's coming. Remember having this conversation with her literally once every six months about going blonde, doing the blonde moment before it's too late, you know, before she like go blonde again before, you know, I grow up and finish uni. Excuse me. You're going to blink, grow up and finish uni and you wouldn't have gone blonde. So I'm not even taking no for an answer. I'm I'm swiping you in and taking you to the hair salon. But then like. I think I'll only, I only consider it in summer because in winter, I love my brunette hair. Like it just looks better with mm. turtlenecks. It just looks better in general. But then I see some people on Instagram like, whoa, that with the gold jewelry, with the tan, I could have a bit of that. I need a design. Watch this space, people. I need to also figure out on. like, would I need to make my eyebrows lighter? Would they be too dark? Like it's a lot of situations I've got to, oh my God. Also, side note, mm-hmm. I keep seeing this like lash serum on instagram i think it's i envy all these youtubers i watch are using it and their lashes are incredible like so stop right there (laughs) there is a cheaper australian made version that's much cheaper and just as good it's called lash therapy australia lash therapy australia i've got to get on that because look does anyone else have those issues one of my eyes what are my eyelash, eyes, eyelashes? Wow, that's a weird sentence to say. It curls so easy. Mascara goes on amazing. And then the other eye just disappoints me every day. It just doesn't curl. It's just straight. It just stays in that position. I have issues with one of my eyes. She's testing me. She tests so me just, on nights out. Oh. 
So you're just going to put the lash serum on the one naughty eye? I don't know. I need to evaluate my life decisions. I need to all, I will, look, I just don't know. Probably both. And I'll just hope that this, mm. that one of them just grows a bit faster. But I mean, I did <laughs> used to get lash extensions and that was the pinnacle of my life. I <gasps> just remember the lash extensions, the hybrid lash extensions. I just looked incredible. I came to work with barely any makeup on and it looked like I was ready for a full. You did. You let's looked incredible. Let's go to incredible. the bar after. Let's get a cocktail. I'm you ready to go. You looked incredible. You looked incredible. It's just incredible. such an expensive, oh. it's so expensive to have. And they also do ruin your lashes. Like when I did, I didn't like pick them out or anything, but when they did fall out eventually after I was like, look, I need a break. My lashes were not the same quality that they were. So it's like. Yeah, but see, that's why you have eye envy. Yeah. I think I need to get on eye envy and then. We'll evaluate the blonde situation about whether I need to lighten my eyebrows. No more evaluation. You're or- just- <laughs> I'm just oh, we'll hash it out later yeah. this week, honey. We'll hash it out later this keeping, week. Keeping my options open. <clears throat> but yeah, I think that will wrap it up. Sorry, we went on a bit of a... Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> but we're also really excited for next week's podcast. It's a really interesting one. Um, and don't forget to stream us on spotify apple any streaming platform you can find us yep and it also means the world even if you like you do a rating i know apple does it. i'm not sure about how spotify does it but you do a rating and just leave us a little comment or even just like post us to your stories when you're listening it just helps to get more people involved in the community but once again thank you so much for joining us on episode 13 of the hustle sisters podcast we can't wait for next week bye guys bye guys and what I wanted was to crash with my dumb friends on the way